Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 5X480. Dayton B100 V-Belt, one of the many parts Granger carries. It's also the item that helped Rob carry the day. The job was on hold, deadline fast approaching. But a quick search on Granger.com and Rob found his part. And with same-day pickup at his local branch, he and his crew got the job done safely and on time. Get supplies and solutions for every industry with real-time product availability. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel shirt. No. It's episode 16, season 8 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. <clears throat> Um, this, we're doing something tonight that we have never done before, which is record by Skype. And that's partly my fault. Uh, and I apologise for it, but I basically had a hernia operation and uh, can't get to London as it stands. Uh, I'm joined by <laughs> Felonius Filth. Hello. We've got Bardi as well. Hello, Felonius. Uh, this, the, as, uh, I promise this will be the only time we do a Skype podcast together. Skype is all right if you get if you get people with the right tech and they know what they're doing. Oh, I like that shit. Yeah, yeah. So we we, we haven't got Skype the right for tech. Bumps. And we don't know what we're doing. Uh, but the extra inch know what they're doing, don't they? We always know what we're doing. Nerds. <laughs> Fucking nerds. Um, Al had some issues today, didn't he? He, he talked so before we <laughs> before we started recording. We had um, uh, a message from Al saying that. He he was driving his car, and they used a sat nav in their car, 
and they uploaded um, Safari rather than a Waves or whatever it was he was using. No, I think he, him him and his family were off on holiday, and to keep the kid um, keep the kid company, they decided to like download some Peppa Pig or something like that. But I think Alex hit Safari, and he hadn't closed down his previous viewed browsers, and it caused um, a bit of an issue. What's wrong with him? <laughs> What's wrong he's with like him? one of, he's like one of those animals that the second after they come die or just curl up in the ball and he, he never <laughs> like a bumblebee. He never Yeah, exactly that's it, that's the animal. He never cleans up after himself. You always leave no trace. That's the that's the way forward. Uh, that's, no, that's basic one oh uh, basic porn one oh one. Exactly. What, what do you mean leave, leave no trace? Uh, shut well, the window down for fuck's sake <laughs> shut it down you first of all you incognito shut it all down clean it all up and then walk away <laughs> basics uh, but uh, Alex hasn't got that basics down and we, we're still going to one day tell that story that Alex told us about when um, he got caught on his home camera oh, I'm giving too much I'm giving too much but um, we're going to do a live show very soon. Uh, won't be the one we're doing with Paul Robinson, who, which has actually moved forward. We're, we're going to be... Um, anyone who's bought tickets for the Paul Robinson plot, uh, live show, uh, we're going to be doing that on the Barcelona away game. So uh, if you get, what's, what is that sound? Why, why can't I hear everything? <laughs> hey, that's, that's you and it, T. I had to get something. <laughs> you are a disgrace. You're a disgrace. What this is... You know, My you laptop. Know, listen, do you know why we've got to be in the same fucking room? Because you're walking to your... Your missus is watching telly. My missus is in the other room watching telly, and we're not, I'm not walking into her room fucking trying to get stuff. I had, to, I had to get the running order up, but I don't like not seeing it. Oh, so you destroyed the entire professional attitude of the pod to get the running order. Speaking of which, I've got, I've got to get it up as well. Um, yeah, so we could, we're doing a live show um, on the, uh, I think it's the 6th or 5th of December with uh, Paul Robinson, and um, we're going to be screening the Spurs-Barcelona game, the one we play in the Camp Nou. That's uh, the week after. We, we played... We play um, Southampton on the fifth. Whatever it is, we'll, we'll put it on Twitter. Uh, so if you if you want if you want to come along, it'd be a great night. If you want to come along, uh, we'll be selling tickets through the Fighting Cock. Anyone who's bought a ticket for the uh, Paul Robinson live show that we advertised last year, you can do that. Uh, you don't have to worry. Obviously, you you bought your ticket. Anyone who wants a ticket from this point onwards, you can uh, buy them from. Um, from our site uh, we'll post the link out and you can get your tickets and get involved it's going to be a quality night um, do you know what I mean it's Spurs with a Spurs legend watching us play Barcelona what more do you want and not just that it's a Spurs legend who can talk and who has stories as well so he's one, he's one of those great ones there he was a part of the Spurs team when things weren't necessarily gravy we were on our way up I'm thinking Hossam Gali. I'm thinking Timu Tanio. What are you thinking, boys, when you think of uh, Paul Stout, Robinson? Stout, Stouteri. Stouteri. Um, but they, those I can't great, remember anybody plays. Yeah, they, those on. were great times, though, weren't they? they, they, they well, I mean, yeah. Go on, T. I, I, think we, I think we kind of thought like um, it was a new dawn, a new era. Um, I think before we had, um, you know, Arneson, Yol, Santini, that triumvirate. Kind of felt like we were going nowhere. We were signing veterans, and then we changed our policy and we signed young players. I mean, Robertson is in his mid twenties. We had Aaron Lennon, who was um, seventeen, I think, when we signed him. Uh, um, Tom Huddleston and young players like that. So it changed the whole ethos. It was a very exciting time. Yeah, it was. It was. It was exciting time. Um, Daniel John Shanks on Facebook asks, "How how is Flav after his surgery?" Um, this is part of the reason why we didn't record on Thursday because I felt so unwell. And we're doing Skype today because I'm not in London and I can't get back to London without driving my car. But basically, I had a hernia surgery. Um, it sounds like a minor thing, but it's been the worst week of my life. <laughs> so um, I'm, apologies for the lack of uploads. Um, we're doing this on Skype now that so there is some sort of regularity to it all. Anyway, we, we played Cardiff at the weekend, didn't we? Um, 
it was an uninspiring game. A lot of critics after the game as well. Spurs have recorded their best ever start to a Premier League game. A Premier League season, rather. Season, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what, what did you take from the Cardiff win? Go on, Bardi. Um, well, I was there. I was there Wednesday for the Barcelona game, so it was automatically it was a bit of a come down from that and how good that was. The thing was the most important thing was was getting the three points because we're in a funny place. We've had a lot of games, a lot of injuries, and even though Cardiff are pretty shit, this was always a, it was a dodgy game. We could, it could have gone either way, and personally, it's one of those games that you just got to forget about now. Three points. It doesn't matter the performance right now at this point in time. Um, often our season's kind of derailed around this time where we haven't picked up the points, but we're doing okay. I mean, you know, it was a five out of ten performance with three points. T, do you think that there's an issue around our performances rather than the results? It's, for so long it's been like we played well, but we didn't get the result. Now we're getting the results, but we didn't play well. Yeah, um, I think it's all a bit higgledy-piggledy so far. Um it's as much probably down to injuries as it is Pochettino trying something new. Um, you know, there's but you know there's mitigating circumstances because of the stadium situation. We've got a lot of away games, but also we've had a bunch of games that we should have that we should win and we have done. Um, it's difficult to know what to make of this season. I mean, people are saying all kinds of hyperbolic things. Um, I mean, someone today actually called Eric Dyer a championship player, which actually made me laugh. I mean, <laughs> he's not having a good season, but come on. Who is um, that prick? But oh, oh, I don't want to name him. No, all right, there. No. Is it windy? But um, <laughs> no, amazingly, it's not windy for a change. But um, he's right though. Yeah, he's so, like, like Eric Dyer hasn't had an incredible. In, in fact, he's had an almost diabolical start. Well, a couple of years, really. I mean, he's not really a couple been, of years. He's um, had a diabolical couple of years. Well, I think there's, the last season at the old stadium is good. Since then, he's not been as good. Um, but. You know, he's, he's, I reckon there's, there's a bit of quality there. I think he needs to find a position and probably build build from there. But it's not been good for the last year, I'd say. See, if you're, like, I mean, we've had. Go on, go on, go on, buddy. Go on. I'm just saying the problem with Spurs at the moment is we haven't had any consistency. We've um, in our selections or our tactics or anything like that. We started this season with World Cup players out and as soon as they start to come back fit, they've been injured. And if you look at the teams around us, like Liverpool and. Arsenal, they've been largely unaffected really by injuries or the World Cup. Arsenal were pretty much playing the same nine or ten players they had from the start of the season. A team like Wolves, for example, who were doing really well, have named an unchanged team for eight games in a row. So even though our performances haven't been great, I think we should take a lot of, we should be quite happy where we are in the league and the points we're collecting. Uh, We've got a question from Mr. Gaz underscore ICT on Twitter. He says, are you guys worried about the six victories that have been against teams in the bottom half of the table? Uh, the two defeats were against top-half teams that we, we have played. Are we flat-track bullies or will we start playing to our potential once the World Cup wears off? Uh, T, go on. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, you'd have to hope so, but the injuries are really starting to pile up. Um, I wouldn't say I'm concerned, but the international break after that once or over, we have West Ham, uh, so we've got Wolves and Man City, we've got Chelsea as well next month as well. So um oh, it's difficult it's difficult to really say. All we got all we can really do is just be happy with the points we've gained so far. Um I wouldn't say I'm concerned. I kind of I'm in the hope that Pochettino will get it all figured out before long. I think that <clears throat> if you the thing about flat track bullies, if you're a side like Tottenham or a side like Arsenal or Liverpool, Man United, any team in the top six, you're supposed to be beating the teams that are beneath you. Any team outside that top six, you're supposed to be beating them. So to be kind of accused of being a flat track bully because you're beating teams at a lesser position than you are, that I think it's harsh. Um, the only challenge we've really had this season was... Liverpool. We lost against Watford. We shouldn't have lost that game, but we did. Liverpool. They got Man U as well, though. That's true, and we won that game. So it's kind of one of those things. It's like you've got to be a flat track bully. It's it's a cliche in 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 the most extreme. It's also a cliche that doesn't. It isn't relevant in in the modern game. 
You, if you win six games out of the last eight, as Arsenal have done, you, you're, you're doing what you're supposed to have done. So it, it's, it's not an issue. I don't think beating teams that are not as good as you is something to think, all right, well, we're not, we're not as good as we're supposed to be because we, haven't, we only beat Cardiff 1-0. It's just, you've got to beat these teams. This is the best start we've had in the Premier League era and we're playing the toilet. Buddy, do you, do you see, a, see a world where we start to click in gear? Yeah, I think so, when the players come back. Um, I'm still concerned. We spoke on the extra inch about why we might not be clicking and I think there's still issues around centre midfield. But obviously, if we get Delhi back and Ericsson back, the team will start immediately playing better. What do you think of Harry Winks' is, um performances over the last three or four games it looks like he's returning to something of the player that we thought he was um you know a year ago I think it's quite promising I mean we needed that we needed him to come back and play because because of the lack of form in Wanyama and Dias I don't think he's been amazing I thought he was pretty good in moments against Barcelona and he was okay in spells against Cardiff but he's he's our best centre midfielder we have right now or better than Dembele yeah, well, Dembele is like, you know, he's dead, man. He's, I don't think... Right. Here he is. Fox of the horse. <laughs> he's, he's dead, not, man. He's not dead. He'll, he'll, be, he'll, he'll be gone in January. All right, fine. He won't be gone in January. He's, he's at the end of his career. We had a, we had a, a story in um, the news and articles that said that uh, Dembele is going to run his contract down to the end of the season and then sign for some sort of Japanese or Chinese club. Not Japanese. I mean, that's ridiculously racist, what I've just said. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry, I've had a so wine. be either China or the Middle East? Yeah. So, the East. Um, <laughs> uh, West Ham. But uh, w- w- Winks, is, uh, he's, he looks exciting again because he spent so long building himself up to a position where he's going to actually challenge for a first-team berth at Tottenham. And each time he's got in his pomp, he's had like eight or nine games where he's fit. He's got a major injury. Now it seems like he's nursing a chronic injury to his ankle and it seems like it will never go away, but he's still suddenly kind of maintaining a certain level of form. And I think Winks, if he can dictate the midfield as he did against Cardiff, and, I, 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 you know, there was some criticism of, of Winks that perhaps he didn't have the game that I thought he did against Barcelona, that maybe he isn't the uh, centre midfield we need. But I think that the cost of replacing someone like Winks is significant. Like Artur in midfield for uh, Barcelona, he looks like a carbon copy of Xavi in his younger days. And perhaps Winks can learn something from him. But we're not Barcelona and we don't have that channel of youth development that they do. And I know Artur didn't necessarily come from uh, Barcelona's youth, youth team, but Winks is um, important for Spurs' future, surely, T. Yeah, I, I don't oh, think Barney. Winks will ever be... Sorry, I don't think Winks will ever be the, a first-class midfielder, but there's no way we should ever sell him and he should be part of our squad going forward because he remains a talented player. But, he, he, you know, he's never going to be peak Dembele levels. Uh, RJ uh, Joyce on Twitter, he says, Warnock said uh, the foul wasn't deliberate, wasn't a red card offence, and he only got sent off because Kane and the co surrounded the ref. Um, this is the, an interesting topic, isn't it? Because it was a mental challenge. <laughs> it was diabolical. It was diabolical. Uh, do you, do, like, put T first, do you, do, you, do you think it was a red card? Absolutely. Um, Bardi and I actually sat together at the game last Saturday. And Bardi was saying it's a yellow. It should only be a yellow. And he kept saying it. And to be fair, it was, it was at the other end of the pitch to us. So I didn't get a clear look at it. But when I, when I saw on Twitter, it looked even, it looked even worse. I mean, Go on, he didn't even play the, didn't even play the ball. Bardi, what, what, why, I mean, why was it yellow? No, no. It, 
it's a red, but in the stadium, it looked to me from the, it was opposite sides of where we were sat and it looked like a yellow. It looked like, oh, okay, it's a bit cynical, but then I've seen the replay of it and it was outrageous. You know, you can't, <laughs> you can't tackle like that. Yeah, as Dyer said in the post-match that there are ways to stop a counter-attack without fucking like that kind of recklessness. If, if you're, yeah, if you're, da- if you're dangerous and out of control, it's a red and it's it, it deserved red. Buddies, does Warnock have any rights here to say that it wasn't a red card? Um, well, he's the opposition manager, so he kind of should say that. But I'm quite happy with Kane and Co surrounding the ref. Sometimes I think when it comes to officials, I think we're a bit too soft. And especially Pochettino on the sideline, I don't think he gets in the fourth official's ear, fourth official's ear enough. So I'm quite good. I'm quite happy the players, if they helped him get sent off, then good, man. Good for that. Um... I just felt like, from Warner's perspective, I was like, yeah, fair enough. Like, good on him. Do you know what I mean? It's like, he, he, what, what world does he benefit from saying, yeah, we, uh, it, should, it should have been a yellow card or, you know, it, 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 sorry, it shouldn't have been a, a red card. I, I think that from his perspective, he's always got to say, you know, the, the, he's got to say whatever narrative suits Cardiff City. Yeah. Um, so, uh, overall, what, what did you think of Cardiff? Did you think they they have any chance of staying up this season or? No, they are shit, aren't they? Proper shit. Like they're, just, they're, just to know. I hate, I hate, <laughs> I hate their city. Uh, the city's all right. I don't mind. I've had some good nights out in Cardiff. Have you? But um. Yeah, they, they, when last time I was there, they kind of closed the road. They put police cars at either end, and it just becomes pedestrianised and a bit fucking mental. So it's you know it's a good night out. What are you up to on your night out, buddy? <laughs> nothing like that. Nothing. Right. Like, nothing. Nothing uh, worth recounting. This this has been the best uh, best start uh, for Tottenham in in the Premier League. Best start for Pochettino for Tottenham in the Premier League. Why do why do, why is the kind of general feeling that Spurs that perhaps things aren't as great as they seem? Buddy. Uh, well. I think the first time in that I can remember, there's a massive gap in the Premier League between the top six and everybody else. And as we kind of mentioned earlier, everybody else is pretty shit. And if you're not getting three points against those teams, then um, you've had a really bad weekend. Well, I don't know. Can, hang on, can see hang it by on the a fact second. That... But Bournemouth just smashed Watford. What was it? Four nil or four? Yeah, but that's that. If we beat in Watford, we'll be top of the league. That's because <laughs> we played all the lower half. That's, you know, that's mad- crazy. That is madness, isn't it? Yeah, so the rest of the Premier League is pretty shit, and that was a bad day against um, against Watford. It's gone, and as Arsenal have shown, you just plough through these shitty teams, and it's a really you know win the shitty teams, and then try and do like Liverpool are doing, pick up points here and there against the the top teams. T, what do you think, mate? About well, I don't know. I mean, you look at. And I feel like I'm feel like I'm repeating myself every week. But you look at what Liverpool have done; they've actually built a team to try and win the league, you know, try and win trophies. And we've bought no one, and it feels like it's been showing up at times with the, you know, with how pedestrian we look. Um, and now again, his injuries building up. It's I think it's just a backdrop of that frustration. Then you got the stadium as well. Uh, um, I mean, the Premier League isn't. I mean, it's pretty boring now because. What Premier League was kind of built is that anyone could be anyone, and the, what this season has shown so far is that's not really that's not really the case. No. Um, yeah, but we find, know, um, we find ourselves at you know two points off the top. Yeah, but Arsenal are above us, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. I'm not geez. celebrating the best no, league to start no, those no. above us. No, no, no. no. I'm Fuck sucking you. out your joy. Fuck you. <laughs> there's a there's a lot to be happy about. Sure, there's a lot to be happy about. We've been playing shit and we're right at the top. So can, you know, this can only get better. T, can you see us? Can you see us clicking? Like, cause we we've got we're in this position now, having the best start we've ever had. Can you see us clicking to the point where the rest of the league must fear us? Um, it won't be quick, but I think I think we can. Um, I think we can. Too. I think we can. I just, I just think the injuries are just a bit of a concern. But fuck the injuries! <laughs> Get them all Mate, in. We got some Soko. We got a li- we're playing Oliver Soko in the fucking Scott. middle three. <laughs> Oliver Skip. Get him in. What does he do? <laughs> Who is he? Who is he? 
no idea. Coming? You have to ask Mindy. He's coming in though. <laughs> that isn't he? picture was well funny. Yeah, it was funny. He, he, we, we posted a picture on our Twitter um, of Oliver Skip <laughs> charging down as some sort of uh, offensive act by our position player. Um, um, I, I, you know, I hope that I, I think it's all going to be all right. I feel like we're going to win the league. Is that optimistic? <laughs> No, no. Uh, go on, buddy. It's not optimistic. Go on. No, it's not optimistic, man. We're one of we're one of four four or five teams that can win the league, and we should win the you league. You know, it's not it's not within the realms. Of, it can it can happen. You know, I'm not Alex. I'm not going to say something is happening, but it, it can happen, of course. Is there? Will it? I don't know. I think a lot would depend in January. If uh, we have to sign someone in January, and uh, that's serious. I mean, we don't, it was we, serious in the we summer. We don't need just one, one, really one person in, in January. We, I think we need two or three, and then we, we can well, start, we, start thinking about you know, things like on, on a pro- proper level. Um, sign so, a fucking goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. What's wrong with Gazaniga? <laughs> No, Gazaniga. I don't know. I'm still yet to be convinced by Gazaniga, but but Lloris is concerning me. He he uh, he, get, he made my he made my asshole quiver a couple of times on Saturday. Are you, are you saying get him out? No, I'm not saying get him out, but I'm saying sort him out. I've got a question for you, buddy. Yeah. Would you take Pickford over uh, Lloris? Uh, uh, yes, right now, yeah, for sure. You said he was shit. Wow. Yeah, but I think Lloris is second-guessing himself constantly. And the the chance that Alderweire made that amazing tackle on the line, that was purely down to Lloris not having faith in his sweeping abilities anymore. He fucked up against Barcelona, and he doubted himself against Cardiff and nearly cost us a goal. You know what you need to do, buddy? What's that? You need to apologise. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> for what? I still, I still don't think Pickford's amazing. He's he's decent goalkeeper. He's gone from being shit to decent. Yeah, <laughs> apologise. Wow, it's taken him three years to get to decent. We'll see. You'll see what he does in the next three. Fair enough. We can't uh, afford to replace Hugo Lloris. Yeah, uh, exactly. We can't afford to replace. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about Barcelona very briefly because it's it's been been and done. But um. Uh, yeah, look, that mistake by Larice in the first two minutes, or what was it, two minutes? Uh, yeah, two minutes. Yeah, it, it was mental that he came chasing out. Um, obviously, Coutinho scored. But overall, like a week later, how, how do you feel about the Barcelona result? Do you think like we, we did enough to earn their respect, to earn the respect of the Champions League? Are we out of our depth? Is it because we haven't signed players? What... What do you take from that Champions League performance where we lost four two to Barcelona? I think the I think the injuries kind of told in the end. Um, that made that just made the game a little little less competitive. You've got Hugo Lloris playing his first game in a month, um, so we had no idea what he was going to look like. Um, and yeah, I just think if you're letting in an early goal against Barcelona, you're always going to struggle. Um, I think, um, I mean, the fourth goal goes in the, in the closing minutes. You know, at three-two, we had them on the rack. I felt, and it could have been could have been three-three if Luca scores that shot he had. So yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's it's small margins, but I think with a backdrop of losing to Inter in the first game, it's it hurts that bit more. Yeah, T, you say small margins. We played Barcelona, like one of the best teams in Europe. How far have we come? Yes. Genuinely, how far have we come where we're running Barcelona on small margins? Like, I actually put this on. So I actually put this on Facebook. I mean, I put a picture of the you know the ground and whatnot. And I said, you know, I remember the days when we were looking at the fair play table, you know, to see if we can qualify for Europe that way, you know, qualify through the back door. Um, you know, I remember the days when we were, we were done to finish in the top four with Lasagna Gate. Three, four years later, it happened. And now we're toe-to-toe with the cream of Europe. We played Real Madrid last year. So, no, there's a lot to be happy about. I'm not looking at, look, not looking at this as the end of days. Um, but as a fan, I want to win every game. And I'm not going to go away from a defeat saying, thinking about that initially, you know, how far we've yeah. come. Now I can say, look how far we've come. At the time, I was pretty pissed off. Fadi, you're talking about the, uh, T was talking about the cream of Europe. How good was Messi? Because like, you, you, you two especially, Bardi and T, you, you were saying how you were looking forward to um, Messi playing against Spurs 
and I understand it. I under, understand the romance of it all. But were you actually enjoying it when he was tearing us a new arsehole? Body. Uh, there was a bit in the second half, maybe ten minutes, where he would, he just ran in twice on the right hand side, and you're looking at him going, "Yeah, it doesn't even look like he's running." You know, he it doesn't even like honestly. Like he's fuck that quick. Fuck that prick. Like, if he, if I'm he, gonna say, you know, if we had the tongue, no, it might but, be different. Body, let me stop you. You know, in boxing, yeah. when yeah. someone's cheating, when they've got the, in in their gills, there's some sort of steroid. Some sort yeah. of growth hormone. Yeah, they catch it in boxing. In football, they don't catch it. Messi is but a drug But the thing key. is, Messi wasn't even the best player on the pitch. Busquets Messi is a was drug key, buddy. But Busquets, Busquets <laughs> was amazing. He, man Busquets. didn't even sweat. Busquets was, he just did strolled it. around that game. No, no, no. Busquets did it by hard work and sweat. Messi <laughs> took loads of drugs, and that's why he's as good as he is. <laughs> I, I did kind of enjoyed a game in peace in parts I thought well at 3-2 like T said I thought they were proper wobbling and um, Lucas had that shot and if had if that had gone in maybe they would have maybe they would have crumbled but the thing is you can't give the initiative to Barcelona and we, we did that three times by allowing them to score and we, we to beat them you got to play flawless yeah for sure and we, we haven't had the like experience to deal with uh, no. a club there of, of their size but also a team full of quality, you know. Like what in what world where do you lose Javi and then get Artur? It's it's mad. It's madness. Like that. Like when when I listen, then, to, go on, go on, go on, buddy. Dembele, they brought on cost more than our entire team put together. I think. I think that was um, that's the situation. Which that's but what our, we were kind our, of. Our first fans right to be demanding of more, even though that one player costs more than our entire squad. Are we are we right to be? Yeah. That, that, it, we are, aren't we? Because that that's. Yes, that's about seeking more. Yeah. Well, well, look, I don't think um, from the top, I don't think we're trying to build a team to be better. And that's got to frustrate you as a fan. Um, I don't see... I mean, obviously, we've got the facilities and that, but I don't think on the pitch we're trying to build a better team than what we have now. And that's something that, that's got to frustrate, really. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, sorry, I mean, if the, if the height of our ambition is Jack Grealish, who, okay, would have made things a bit better on Wednesday, that's the height of our ambition. Yeah, but you yeah. say that. But, T, you say that, but you don't know the upper limits of Jack Grealish. You don't, of, you don't, of course not. You don't know what he's, of, what of he's capable not. of. Of course not. I'm, uh, if we if have been happy, he's a very good player. He's very talented. Um, I think he's. I think he's destined for a higher stage in Villa. He's destined for a stage where he may be a regular in the Champions League. But he's not our tour. Well, no. <laughs> well, no. Maybe, maybe yeah. if our tour, maybe if our played for Spurs, he wouldn't be as good. Think of Barcelona. They've got a fine system. They have done since Cruyff walked through their doors, and players slot into that. Every other season, Pochettino is changing the way in which we play. So. I don't know, it's difficult. Do you know what we need to do to, to, to readdress the balance? What's that? I think that we need to get maybe 50 to 100 people ready to set fire to the, the Camp Nou. Let's set you, need, you need more than that. Yeah, mate. What, is it made of concrete? <laughs> it's massive, you know. It's fucking built into the ground. It's huge. But my point is, is if we destroy their stadium, we destroy their soul. I'm sounding like some sort of ISIS cunt now, aren't I? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> right, we'll leave it there then. Are you still on drugs, love? Yeah, I am. I've got all kinds of painkillers running through my system. I'd never get a hernia. Never get a hernia. <laughs> Honestly, I, like, like that, when I went to my doctors about five months ago, I, I said to my doctors, I was like, I've got a hernia. And he went, let me have a look. And I had to pull my pants <laughs> down in front of... Uh, 60-year-old Asian man. And that's not, not something that I ever imagined myself doing. And, the, and the, uh, he looked at me and went, yeah, you got a hernia. It's okay, though, because we're going to refer you to hospital. So I was like, all right, no worries. That all seems logical. Went to hospital. And uh, they, 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 they referred me to a surgeon. I went to the surgeon. I went there last week. And I can't tell you, after waking up from the anaesthetic, it's been the worst week of my life, boys. <laughs> I um, I had a hernia about fourteen years ago. Did and, you really? Um, it was it was 
Yeah, it was right close to my to one of my testicles. It was literally and, two know, inches from mine. Yeah, I spent a couple of weeks thinking, oh, fuck, I've got cancer and I'm, I'm in deep trouble here. Then one night I couldn't sleep and I thought, fuck it. So I booked an appointment for the doctors. That was they felt my my right nut and yeah it's it's a hernia so obviously eventually i ended up in hospital and i remember before before the operation a nurse comes in and she goes oh, are you God. prepared for the operation <laughs> she goes are you prepared for the operation <laughs> and i thought like mentally yeah i think yeah i think it'll be okay she goes um have you shaved and I was like, she didn't uh, say this. I, this is in your mind because that didn't no, happen. No, that didn't this. happen to me. They, <laughs> buddy, stop. They shaved me. It didn't happen. They shaved so me. She... They didn't ask anything. They shaved me. They didn't ask me if I'm okay to be shaved. What's wrong with you? So this, let me finish, man. So yeah, she, goes, she goes, did um. Have, have you shaved? And I was like, no. So she left me a razor and then obviously she's gone away and I've now pondered, what the fuck do I shave? You know, I hadn't, didn't know which part of me to shave. And well, I didn't know much about, like, well, I didn't know much about medicine. So what I did was I went into the bathroom <laughs> and it took me 15 minutes. I perfectly shaved my right nut. So I had, <laughs> I had a right nut, like a, like, a, like a boiled egg. And the rest of me was quite bushy because I didn't manscape back then. So in comes Amazing. the anaesthetist and he's like, are you all prepared, shaved, everything? And I was like, yeah, I'm okay. So on his little notepad, he's ticked, shaved. And then um, when I woke up a few hours later, I looked and they'd shaved all of me. And I just imagined the doctor kind of going, looking at the form, he's shaved, yes, whipping back the cloth and just seeing hair <laughs> pop a perfectly bald right nut. <laughs> just this shining nut. Everything else nice and bushy. Party shining nut. I think that should be the, uh, the name of the podcast. All right, we're going to break here for the first half. Friends of you football and the like, this is Windy. This is my triumphant return from my holiday to Spain. Um, the notches in my bedpost have at least trebled, lads, lads, and thrice, lads. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail uh, about anything other than this week's under 18 match because it was my first under 18 match of the season, in fact, first for over a year in the flesh and I was so delighted by what I saw and, and came away feeling so enthusiastic about this team certainly the best team I've seen for a couple of years I think the best team I've seen since the Ryan Mason under 18s I want to say um, we played Norwich who were bottom of the table and we were top of the table um, so I kind of expected some goals but we won 7-0 and in all honesty it could have been 12 we, we hit the bar on and the post on numerous occasions. Keeper made some great saves and we missed the penalty. So it really was a, a special attacking display with some, some tremendous performances throughout the whole team. And not least from Harvey White, who is um, a converted number 10 who now plays as a holding midfielder. And he sits in front of the back four and uses his wand of a left foot to stroke the ball about and pick out our pacey wingers, Rayan Clark and Dylan Markande, who are both terrific outlets for him to pass to. Um, White is the best passer I've seen at this level since Tom Carroll. And some of you will be saying, well, no, what's Tom Carroll? But at this level, honestly, Tom Carroll knocked the ball about with his left, left peg as well as pretty much anyone um, at, at that time. And he was really impressive. And, and no, he's got weaknesses to his game, which will stop him being a, an elite footballer. But he's a very good passer of the football. And White has that same vision and, and passing ability. He's certainly one to watch. He hasn't always got in because Jamie Bowden is so good. But in this match, we had a number of absentees, including Bowden, because of the UEFA Youth League match against Barcelona and also the up upcoming Checker Trade match, which we played at the Valley on Wednesday night. And so there were chances for players who hadn't always been playing. And I mean, that speaks volumes about this squad. There are numerous other players who in other years would probably be the star of the team but they can't even get in regularly. I'm, I'm looking at the likes of Elliot Thorpe, who's on the bench 
Um, and, and don't get me wrong, he's had injury problems. He's had a growth spurt, so he suddenly shot up. And perhaps the club are, are monitoring his, uh, his, the number of games he plays due to that. But he's a terrific young player. And he can't even get minutes. He came on for the last 10, 15 minutes of this one. But, you know, he's, he's barely playing. And he's, he's, a, real, he's a real talent. Um, across the team, there's, there's quality and ability. There's, there's, there's not really a weak spot, to be honest. Um, but particularly impressive were, other than White, were I thought Dylan McCande uh, on the right-hand side had a really good game. And Rayan Clark on the left, a little wasteful at times, but he generates immense power from his shots from um, very little backlift and, and can beat players for fun with his, with his skill on the outside. So he's certainly one to watch. And the captain, Armando Shishua, put in a fantastic display. He's one of those players that just seems to do everything well and doesn't seem to excel at anything, but because he's so good at everything, he brings, he knits things together so well. Um, amazing control in, in tight areas and just seems to wriggle free from all manner of challenges. So uh, a, a convincing performance in central midfield from him. And his partner ahead of White was uh, Phoenix Patterson, who wasn't so great in the first half, but in the second half, I thought he was excellent. He did miss a penalty, but I thought he put in a really strong performance and I was very impressed by him. It was my first time of seeing Lewis Binks in the flesh also. He has a Toby Alderweireld-esque range of passing from the back, which was, which was great and is great to see. And he, he also defended very well, not that he had to do much of it, but... He looks a very assured, uh, talented defender. Of course, at left-back is Dennis Serkin, who is an England regular. Um, I'd only seen him on, in streams of tournament matches before, and I'd, I'd never actually caught him having a particularly good game, but he did play really well in this one, and I can see what the fuss is about now. I do like him a lot. He gets up and down the flank well. Again, another player who doesn't seem to have many weaknesses to his game. I mean, overall, there's plenty to be excited about, and I am excited about this under-18 team, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of them. I will be back to give a more comprehensive roundup in the future, but for now, if you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter, at WindyCoys, or indeed, log in to the Fighting Cock Forum, sign up, and follow the youth thread on there. I said WindyCoys, didn't I? Yeah, I did. That's Coys for Cumberland Spurs. Second half of the Fine Cop podcast. Thank you very much for sticking with us. Have you, if you have, apologies for the Skype podcast. We had to do something. If we hadn't done this, then uh, we'd have done nothing. But never apologise. Never apologise. You're, you're still not going to apologise for Pickford. No. Uh, are you a Trippier fan, buddy? Um, I'm kind of where he is. I, I think he's a he's a good player. He's at very average. But he has moments where he's he's good. I don't think he's a Pochettino fullback, but he's doing the best he can. I, I admire his work rate and his effort. Did you see that Kane got nominated for the Ballon d'Or? Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, about that, you know, I love it. Shit. No, he deserved that. Do you, do you love it, T? Yeah, I think it's nice that our players are getting nominated for these things. Um, I remember when... I think Gareth Bell was the first player in the last 15 or so years to be nominated while playing for Spurs. And it's a nice feeling. Um, but I think Hugo Lloris being nominated also kind of cheapens it all, really. Why? Because he's a drunk. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, no. He, I mean, there's a you, period... You, you obviously... You, you obviously he obviously got it because he's a captain of France and they won the World Cup. So it's nice that we've got two players that have been nominated. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a period in his life where he, he has been a drunk. I mean, he got in a car and drove it too fast. Under the it, is it is interesting how people have just turned on him. I mean, I've read, read the social media while oh, he's crappy, he was never that good. I think, I think he's fine. I mean, can we, can, can he, we deal with this? Captain, but... for, for a second, can we deal with this? It's like... Yeah, is, is our expectations of a goalkeeper far higher than what we understand goalkeepers should be? That position has evolved more than any other, and I'm sure Bardi will explain better than I can, but yeah. the position has evolved more over the last 10, 15 like, years. Uh, Bardi, outside of the top six, would any of them beg for Lloris as a goalkeeper? Lloris is a very good goalkeeper. He's an international-class goalkeeper, but as T said, the game has changed for goalkeepers. 
from from 91 there's been like a from when the back pass rule came in there's been a massive shift in what a goalkeeper is expected to do and Lloris um, five six years ago was at the forefront of what a goalkeeper should be when he could play uh, we could play a high line with him as a sweeper keeper but over five years there's been another shift where now all of a sudden the goalkeeper has to be a bit more involved and you've got keepers like Edison and um, Allison who are now changing the way they play and they're much more involved they're able to use their feet and if you look at the Barcelona goalkeeper Ter Stegen he was magnificent on Wednesday he was making saves and he was great with his feet and Lloris even though he remains a good goalkeeper isn't at that that world class level where he used to be let me ask you yes. a question it would, out of all, all of the goalkeepers in the top six where does Lloris rank? Um, he's behind Edison, he's behind Alisson, and uh, probably behind De Gea, but De Gea's on, in really shit form now. So I'd say he's probably third or fourth, because Kepa is un, really untested, and Leno at Arsenal is untested as well. So of all the podcasters on the fighting cock, where do you rank? Who? You. Me? Uh, what in goal or what no. uh, in what ranking scale talking talking I don't know maybe three four I'm I'm the Hugo Lloris of the podcast are you above T <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not here to rank it's not my it's not my job to rank us I don't rank my friends I don't, I don't look at my friends are you above Wendy no of course not Wendy's Wendy's the GOAT if we're in Flapping, some sort of, Lord of the Flies shit, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it, buddy, if we're in some sort of soiree and there's yeah. a room, all right, and we're, <laughs> we've all got to pick our line, where where are you, buddy? <laughs> what, what kind of pick a line? What do you mean, like a line to stand behind? I don't know. You're you understand, cause, you understand what I mean. You understand that there's, there's, there's some something in... There's a reward at the end of the line. Where where are you at? I'm I'm fucking all you up to get that reward. Yes. There you go. That's Good right. Take it. We've got a question from Darren <laughs> Savage on Facebook. He says we have won the best eleven in the in, in the league. You have won nothing. United with a lesser squad have won the league and oh, mate. Fucking no. What was it? Europa League. Europa League. Europa League and a League Cup. And League Cup with Woolwich. A few <laughs> FA Cups. Uh, so is the reason we don't win anything actually down to our manager the semi against Chelsea where he persisted with Son at left, left back and didn't change it when it wasn't working the Champions League against Juventus he, he didn't react to uh, Juve's changes into this year Man United in the semi last year in my opinion if Mourinho had this team we'd have won at least one thing in his time would we have done more with Mourinho over Pochettino? Well, probably would have won a trophy, I'd imagine. But I don't know if I'd be as happy. <laughs> you know, I mean, I love, I love Mourinho. I love Pochettino. And I think it, a trophy would just be the, the cherry on top. You know, um, I think Pochettino has overachieved. And I guess the more, pe- the more you get, the more people want, isn't it? I mean... When Pochettino arrived, we just lost. I mean, well, Tim Schroeder just just got a chop. I mean, we we're finishing fifth, sixth in the league, and he, Pochettino almost made us win the league. And I guess that's still not enough. Yeah. Um, we want a trophy. Um, I mean, we had the debate. I mean, Alex was, you know, saying our uh, uh, Mourinho is the winner. I guess he is, but he's a high spec manager with clubs who are used to winning trophies, and I think. Being a winner comes from not just the manager, but from the club mentality as a whole. Some clubs are built towards winning things, and Spurs aren't there yet. Do you think that we? I think Mourinho can manage to go on. T, do you think we're getting to a situation where we're grateful to Pochettino for everything he's done? But you're looking at Chelsea, you're looking at Arsenal at the progression they've had this season. You're looking at um, Man City and Liverpool who've changed managers and done well. That maybe we should change our manager and, and, and look for someone who is going to live a, de- deliver more immediate success. Is that... It's a, go on, go well, on. The, the, issue, the, the issue I have with that is that the, the club aren't backing him. So if the club were giving him all the players he wanted and he still wasn't winning, then, then, yeah, maybe get a new manager. But 
I don't see a point of us getting getting a better manager if we're going to buy no one in the summer transfer window. You know, I just don't. I just don't see a point. So we got the um, right manager for the right time, kind of thing. Yeah, I think I think we've got the right manager. So is is, is the problem then with the board then? Like, like well, if they're not, I'm not an economist. I'm, I'm, sorry, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not an economist. I'm not. I'm not massive anti Levy. I'm not massive Levy out or anything like that. But it does feel to me that the club aren't trying to make us better. That's that's just how I feel. Yeah, fair enough. Buddy, where are you at? Um, the only reason why we're in that situation is because of um, Pochettino. He's taken players like Davies, Trippier, Dyer, and he's squeezed so much out of these guys that that's what's made our team so good. Mourinho would never have got us into that position in the first place. Perhaps we might have won a League Cup here and there, but that would that would only be with Mourinho taking over now. What Pochettino's done at Spurs has been magnificent. He's given us a football club that we can be proud of and play good football. Unfortunately, right now, he hasn't been backed by the board. And I think that will be the great failing of this Pochettino reign, is that he was never given £500 million to win the league. Because he would have, for sure. Jeez. Gee! Do you- if you give, give Pochettino 200 mil and we win the league and we get to the semi-finals of the Champions League. That's that's how close it is. So in the summer when, when Alex was calling me an idiot because we didn't sign uh, Milenkovic-Savic, that's, the, the gap is there. One or two players into this team and we win the league, man. You remember everything, didn't you? Never forget. I make yeah. a mental note of everything. Do you know what I want? I, I, I want um, Pochettino to be removed from his position as first team coach or manager of Spurs to, to get him put beneath Perez in the pecking order and then work his way up. That's what I want. And then and then you can you can deserve our respect. So you want to demote it? You're gonna demote Demote him. Get get him down to the youth team. See what you can do down there. <laughs> uh, Jay the under twenty three is great. Yeah, exactly. Jay's under uh, Coy's uh, on Twitter, he says, "If we finish third in our Euro- uh, in our uh, Champions League group, can you see us going on to win Europa League?" No one gives a fuck about Europa League, Jay. No one cares, mate. I, I barely remember who Chelsea and Arsenal played this week, but um, Biddy. the Europa League is quite the Europa League is quite strong. But um, I think we're capable of winning it. I don't know how much we'll prioritise it though. We'll bin it off if we get into it. We'll bin it off immediately. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's the, the Champions League or nothing. No one cares about the Europa League. I mean, if you're in the kind of semi-final, you think, yeah, this is decent. There's a Champions League point at spot, but whatever it is. Uh, Matt Collins on Facebook, he says the uh, the year is 2035. The Spurs have, Spurs have won their first trophies since 2008. Premier League and Champions League double, largely thanks to the young stars of Paddy McPegleg. And Sven Trigligson. <laughs> Both that's of the try leg. That's try leg son. Try leg son. Yeah. All right. Both. <laughs> sorry. Both. Both of these players have three legs. At try leg son. That makes much more sense. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> Got but, the end. Yeah. You should be presenting this shit instead of me on on painkillers. Anyway, both of these players have uh, free legs and are allowed to play due to equal opportunities employment law. The following year, it becomes apparent that Levy has a Nazi-style underground lab where these two players were developed using human experimentation. Do we give back the trophies or double down and start selling... Velcro for third legs <laughs> in the club shop. The club shop. <laughs> uh, so, so imagine a world where we win a trophy, you win a league trophy, and it comes out like forget the third leg shit. Like it comes out that we've doped or we've bought players that we couldn't buy. Like imagine like Tevez or Mascarano. <clears throat> do you, do you take that glory back? Do you, do you think that we should give it back to the rest of football or, or, or do you keep it for yourself? Uh, absolutely not. I would double down. Double down, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, football stopped being a moral sport a long time ago. Um, you know, pe- 
I mean, there's many Chelsea fans who, you know, are aware of John Terry's indiscretions and they still love him regardless. So well, that's um, Chelsea. You know, and no, yeah. but it's the same with any fan base. It's, it's the same with any... If John Terry was a captain of 99% of teams in football and they won what he won, they would they would suck him off the same way. It's just it's just what it is. And um, I think if, that, if Spurs won through that way, I wouldn't care. Would you suck Lady King off for the League Cup? Uh, I might probably lick the tip. <laughs> League Cup's not enough, though. No, League Cup's not enough. For the full girth. Full girth would have to be everything for 20 years. <laughs> um, buddy, where are you at? Are you going to give give up like a moment of glory for like a long-standing acknowledgement of your achievement? Uh, no, half the teams that win these days have doped in some way or other, either financially or... Have Man City not players. financially doped their way to... Everything? Of course they have. Man, they... But Man City, Barcelona, Real Madrid, um, Juventus. Look at Juventus, man. They, they, they're playing an alleged rapist up front. You know, they, that's, <laughs> that's... Every team has got... Every team has got... Every team that's successful has a shady past behind Lads, it. That, that looks really bad for Ronaldo, doesn't it? It looks terrible. It looks really I don't terrible. want to get sued. So I'm saying nothing. No, 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 no just like you've got to, you've got to look at it and think it don't look good for him. Or EA. no, it's awful. Or you've or Nike or Juve. Yeah. No, well, they, that tweet they did wasn't good either, isn't it? No. Right, who? Juve put a tweet out about how you know it happened ten years ago and we should get over it, kind of thing. <laughs> and yeah, it's, 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 it's not good. Yeah, yeah it's all right. Like it happened a long time ago. Like slavery's fine. It happened a long time ago. Fuck you, love. Yeah, just get over. It. Just, 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 just move on. You know, there's no effects of what happened. Just you know, get over it. He, he, like Ronaldo deserves some sort of comeuppance because he's had everything. Every, he's he, like. <coughs> So, I mean, there's, there's people in, around the world who, uh, who don't have everything, who have really difficult lives. Ronaldo's walked into, and I'm not saying he hasn't earned it, he has, he has, but he's, he's arrived at Juve after doing everything he has done with Real Madrid and Man United before it, and now it's come out that he's a dirt of bungle. Real Madrid knew. Real Madrid knew. I Everybody agree. in the story in the press as well. Yeah. And Juve... But, um, but, um, Juve, uh, Juve have, uh, have plumped, haven't they? No. I don't think they even care. I mean, you know, they've, they've won the league dirty before, so, you know, they don't care about having... Buddy, you got anything to say? In their, in their ranks. Yeah, I don't, I don't like Juventus. I, I, on that bullshit thing I did for the live Champions League draw, I called Juventus plastic. And, you know, the people who comment on YouTube are really fucking... They really get angry, don't yeah, they? they I've, do, never, they do. I've never experienced oh, uh, YouTube comments <laughs> of anger before. Honestly, the YouTube comments are the worst place in the world. It's where all the bad people live. It's, it's, it's like, who are they? They're so angry. <laughs> A lot of them are eight stone soaking wet anyway. Yeah. Did, did you get any uh, death threats, buddy? No, I just got a lot of abuse. I was because I, I thought Reddit was pretty bad, but Reddit was, you know, Reddit's really nice. These guys, but YouTube, uh, they're horrible people. Horrible. I want to thank you boys for coming on, spare, sparing your time for a Skype conversation. Hopefully, this uh, goes down well with a thirty percent. Yeah, it's a pleasure to talk to you naked for once. Are you naked? Been a huge pleasure. I'm naked. <laughs> no, no. Buddy, I'm, buddy, I'm naked as well. No, T. I'm not naked. See, are you naked? No, sorry, mate. You're on your own. What the fuck? <laughs> How's this turned on me so quickly? <laughs> no idea, mate. Fuck you, look. Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. 
And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.